The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. So who gave GoFundMe the right to take your money and decide where it goes? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, welcome, friends, to The Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown. Delighted to be with you. Here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884, as we broadcast from our studio at Christ for the Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas. So great to be with you today. Before we talk about the Freedom Convoy in Canada, before we talk about what GoFundMe did with $10 million in donations to the Freedom Convoy— I want to put out a question for you. I put it out on Twitter the other day to do a poll, and I want to give you the opportunity to respond. Here's what I posted on Twitter. Here's a poll on mask mandates. Do you believe they should remain in place, especially in public transportation like planes and buses, schools, stores and the like, nowhere? And feel free to explain why. Now, I I wasn't talking about for all time. And I should have made that clear as I reread it. Of course, I ran out of words, but uh, in terms of how much space I had in, in, in the post, but I, I should have said for, for now, that's what I meant, remain in place. But what's your own opinion? Dr. Fauci is, and, and I know there are a lot of mixed feelings about Dr. Fauci, but Dr. Fauci has said that it could be a few months and I'll give an exact timetable and the restrictions will be gone. But for now, while COVID's still here in a real way, while people are still getting sick and still dying at, at higher numbers than we'd normally get with just average flu and things like that, especially at this time of the year, do you personally believe that we should right now do away with all mask mandates everywhere, all around America, right now? Is that your view? If so, why? Do you believe that maybe... In like hospitals, I, I didn't give that as a list. I only had four options, and I wanted to give the nowhere option on Twitter. But maybe healthcare, hospitals, still wise, still should be mass mandates there. Or, or maybe public transportation, you're flying, you're sitting right next to, to, to people on all sides, you're, you're congregated together at the airport, maybe you're on the bus sitting next to people. Maybe keep the masks on public transportation. What about schools? Or get rid of them entirely. Or everywhere, everywhere you have to wear a mask. 866-348-7884. What's your take on that? I'd be curious to know. And should I tell you the poll results from Twitter? Uh, Okay. In a little while. In a little while. Have you been following what's happened in Canada? I understand that hindsight is 2020. And even with hindsight, if we go back a little over two years when reports came about a virus out of Wuhan, China, and things like that, if, if you remember when President Trump said, okay, no travel, people coming from China, the people already had, and they'd come from Wuhan into America. But when word got out, he said, okay, travel ban of China. If, if, if you remember, uh, President Biden, when he was not President Biden, then uh, called it xenophobic. What's Trump doing? 
This is just attacking China unnecessarily. Ah, look at how things change. But even if we knew back then everything we know today, I still don't know that we would have gotten things right. I still don't know that we would have handled things the best way. If you remember, the lockdown is just going to be for a few weeks, right? A couple weeks. Trump, President Trump was even hopeful that we could go back to normal life. Church is open for Easter. This is Easter of, of 2020. We're talking two years ago, right? Almost, almost two years ago. So these were the expectations. There is a report out of Johns Hopkins University. It seems to be professors from other places, but out of Johns Hopkins, highly respected university, saying from their research, the lockdowns did almost nothing to stop COVID, but they terribly hurt small businesses. Ah, so, so here you have a situation where the cure may have been worse than the disease. And there are other countries like Australia, they've had very low numbers of fatalities overall, but the lockdowns have been so extreme and people so isolated that the question about suicides, the question about depression, then financial loss. What about all the people that didn't go in for regular cancer checkups? What about all the people that didn't go to emergency rooms because they were afraid to go out and be exposed? So there's a, there's a lot to balance out. A again, I'm not saying that everyone involved was foolish. God forbid, who am I to say? I'm doing a radio show. I'm a minister of the gospel. I teach the Bible. I, I, I can't dictate public policy nationally. I've got no, I've got zero expertise. Zero expertise. If, if I was somehow put in charge of making decisions about COVID for the nation, the first thing I do, aside from pray for God's help, is get people in that knew what they were doing because that would not be me. So I am not saying this one got it wrong, that one got it wrong, because a lot of things we still don't know. It may take years to sort out what worked, what didn't work, what was helpful, what was unhelpful. But for sure, there are things that may have fixed problem A and in the process created problem B and problem C and problem D. So there's, there's a lot to evaluate. When I had uh, Professor Jay Richards on, on the radio with me fairly early on in this, and he was saying, yeah, lockdowns, short period of time, that, that's about right, then get, get back going because otherwise the economy gets hit. And if the economy goes down, then people have less money. They have less money. They're less inclined to, to take care of their health the way they should and get the checkups and this and that. And the other thing, and before you know it, you've got more people dying for these other reasons. I mean, these are real things, real issues. This really does happen. So there's a lot to balance out and sift out. I believe many people have been working hard and sincerely trying to do what is best for their, their city, their state, their country. I believe others really enjoy exerting control. Others are motivated by greed. There are all kinds of other motivations. I, I think the best unless I have clear evidence to the contrary. So I don't just assume that someone's trying to take over or someone's just trying to make money. That may be part of it, but that's not just my initial assumption. As I learn more, or it's obvious, or wisdom tells you certain things, fine. Then we go by. When it comes to Canada 
and the crackdowns there, there have been things that, that are simply unfair, unjust. And many churches have been pushing back. It, it is a liberal agenda, a very strong leftist agenda with Prime Minister Trudeau. It has really shifted the country in different ways, and he has been reelected in his party in power. So either the, the bulk of the people think he's doing a good job or fear has gotten the better of their judgment. And because of fear, they're thinking, hey, the more restrictions, the better. But here, Canada, and we'll be talking about this more in the days to come, Canada passed a ban on so-called conversion therapy. That's the negative word that others chose. We don't use that, okay? But it is a ban on helping people of any age with unwanted same-sex attraction. And this ban could literally affect a pastor in a church when someone comes in, a homosexual man that the Lord has saved, and he says, Pastor, I, I, I don't want to be attracted to men. Can Jesus help me with this? It would be illegal for that pastor to give professional ministry counseling to that person, illegal for a professional therapist to do it. If, if a, a woman came into the church or, or went to a psychologist and said, I'm tormented by this idea that I'm a man. I, 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 I hate it, I, but I, I feel like, like I'm a male in a woman's body, but I know I'm a woman and I, I, I want to have children and I want to be married to a man. I'm attracted to men. Can you help me? No, it's illegal. I mean, this is the law throughout Canada. Now, God willing, it'll be overturned. God helping. When I say God willing, we know God's will is, is against this ban, but I, I'm not prophesying that it will be overturned. I am hoping that it will be. And the most logical way is that it goes to the courts. The most logical way is a court case comes up that protests this. And then as a result of that protest, the, the, the courts look at the thing and say, hey, this is not right. And they overturn it. it, it it's, it's in place in, in many states and, and municipalities in America today for children, for minors, which is another outrage a 17-year-old kid wants help, they can't get it professionally, they can get it with a church, but they couldn't get it through a licensed therapist or counselor. So if the, if the pastor was doing things in a professional level with a church and was a, a professional counselor, that could be a problem. And, and I'm quite sure that pushback will continue. Well, what happened in Canada with vaccine passports and things like that is, is that truckers said enough is enough. What happened was January 15th, so just a few weeks ago now, January 15th of this year, Canada said, okay, for truckers coming in and out of Canada, you can't come back in unless you're vaccinated. Many of them are not vaccinated. Many of them just say, hey, we don't like the government telling us what to do. It's still our choice. So you think of how this affects your livelihood. This is what you do. This is how you make a living. This is how you support your family. So in protest, Many truckers launched what is called the Freedom Convoy. So these truckers driving from city to city, and they're, they're driving side by side, and, and thereby restricting traffic, and thereby blocking certain intersections. And Prime Minister Trudeau has basically stepped away from the scene. I mean, the critics, his critics are calling him a coward. Where are you? You're, you're fleeing instead of coming out and and, and, and interacting, and, and he's referred to swastikas, and he's, he's, uh, media's reporting the group as if it's a cult, 
and tried to compare it to, to violent people. It is a totally nonviolent national protest that continues to grow. Farmers and others have been joining in. You say, well, I read about a violent act and someone crashed a car. And yeah, that was someone protesting the Freedom Convoy, a self-professed Antifa member who, according to records, has been an accused pedophile, sex offender. Not only the details of that, those are the accusations on his record, but self-professed Antifa. Man, that's where the violence was. So right now, there's been, there's been a breakthrough. Positive note here. What is it? I'll tell you on the other side of the break. Stay right here. The two Canadian provinces are making a change. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. This is your chance to weigh in on mask mandates. Is it time to get rid of them everywhere across America starting now? Should they remain in place temporarily, maybe next few months? Hospitals, doctor's offices, places like that. You've got more vulnerable people that we need to be thinking about. Do the masks actually do anything? Another question. What about planes, buses? What about our schools? What about right now, many places in America, schools are required. The schools require the kids to wear masks. Is is that an outrage? Is that protecting the teachers? Is that all right for now? You get to make your case. 866-348-7884. Okay, so... In Alberta and Saskatchewan, in Canada, these two provinces have announced that they are dropping the vaccine passport. In other words, certain places you can go, certain things you can do only if you have this passport saying you're vaccinated. They are dropping those regulations saying it's too divisive and we need to heal. That, that's, that's a response. That's a government recognizing, hey, we're here to care for the people. And, and what we're doing is dividing and hurting us on a deeper level. Positive response. Glad to see that. And, and of course, the Freedom Convoy is going to be demonized in the worst possible terms. R- remember, there is a rightful national reaction, shock to the storming of the Capitol on January 6th of 2021. I said it's a horrible, terrible day. I don't believe it was an insurrection. Some use that word. I don't believe it's the right way to describe it. But the storming of the Capitol was a terrible, horrible, shameful event in our history. But the same people who were outraged over that, outraged to this moment, looked at the, the protests with Antifa and the extremes of BLM and, 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 and setting cities on fire. And though they're mostly peaceful. Come on, friends. Equal weights, equal measures here. How how about that? Equal weights and equal measures. So here's what happens now. The plot thickens. And and when I, look, I'm used to things that are crazy and out there. I'm I'm following the news a a lot. We talk about controversial things on the show here. If you're just tuning in, we 
we, we ground everything in scripture. We do our best to have a biblical perspective and ultimately encourage us as believers to make a difference by being believers, by living out our faith, by being disciples. But certain things still, what in the world? Who gave them the right to do this? So there was a GoFundMe page set up. So here's a cause. It could be you've got medical bills. It could be, you know, you just want to go on a missions trip somewhere and you put it up for people to give. It could be all kinds of things. Some political cause, right? You've got, I don't know how many things, thousands, millions up on GoFundMe at any given time. So a page is put up for the Freedom Convoy to help raise money for those involved and for the larger cause. And ultimately, $10 million comes in and GoFundMe says, no, we're shutting it down. Mm -hmm. They said, we're shutting the page down and uh, we will redistribute the money to charities that Freedom Convoy chooses. In other words, we will take your, your your money... We will take your money that you gave for a sp- particular cause, and because we say it's violent, we're not going to take your money and give it to a charity that Freedom Convoy chooses. I mean, I, I read that thought. What? What in the world? How? That, I, I'm misreading something. It can't. It can't be. Who would ever think they had the right to do that? I. I, I mean, it's it's mind boggling. So. This is not the first time this has happened. I, I want to go through a, a few headlines with you. Oh, let me find this one here. Okay, going in the wrong direction. I will find it any second. Not here, not here. Okay, I'm getting there. Here we go, here we go. Uh, this, this goes back to 2019, and it happened before this. GoFundMe takes down fundraising effort by Christian rugby rugby player sacked for posting Bible verse. So this is one of the great players in his nation, Israel Fala, outspoken Christian, and he he posted uh, uh, on social media a verse from the Bible that said homosexual practitioners will not inherit the kingdom of God, one with adulterers or fornicators or others. And just said, hey, the Bible's clear on, on this and just gave a little word about it. But just basically said what the scripture said, okay? So a GoFundMe page got all these legal expenses and things like that. He raised more than $760,000 in legal fees. And GoFundMe shuts it down. Why? Homophobic. He's quoting the, he was quoting the Bible. Sorry. Shut it down. I am mad. Well, I don't even want to imagine everything that's up on GoFundMe, but I can guarantee you there are a whole lot of anti-Christian causes there that have no problem getting money. All right, here's a report on Daily Wire, November 10th, 2020. GoFundMe derails fundraiser for whistleblower mail carrier from Pennsylvania. So he... (laughs) He exposes something. They don't like what he exposed. He exposed something that they're in favor of. So they, they derailed his fundraiser page. Uh, how, how about this? I just saw this, uh, well, February 7th, okay? So it's two days ago. Also, this is Washington Examiner. Five times GoFundMe 
shuts down conservative fundraisers. I'm going to get to your calls shortly. So if you want to weigh in on mass mandates, 866-348-7884. Okay. Five times. And this has happened many other times. I was trying to find last night some examples where, where, where people with a message about change, the possibility of change, you don't have to stay same-sex attracted, where things they had were shut down, I go for me. I, I just couldn't place it. I was going through my emails trying to find references. But here, five times, five examples here. So the, the, let's see here. The first example they give, of course, is the Freedom Convoy. Now, now ultimately, because of pressure, because of threats from Ted Cruz, threats from, from, from Ron DeSantis, so Senator Cruz, Governor DeSantis, to, to really bring criminal charges against GoFundMe and to investigate. I mean, they're, they're taking your money and saying, now we're going to use it for this other cause. They said it's going here, and now they change it. No, it's going. They don't have any right to do that. That's the thing that boggled my mind. It's one thing to shut everything down. That's, that, okay, that's bad enough. One thing to shut everything down. Uh, another thing entirely to... To now say we're going to redirect your money. So Freedom Convoy. Okay, next, Kyle Rittenhouse. In 2020, GoFundMe removed fundraisers on its platform that supported Kyle Rittenhouse, who was arrested at the time for shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, now, Rittenhouse was found not guilty by jury. So went through our legal system and was found not guilty of murder, not guilty of unintentional homicide, not guilty but GoFundMe didn't like his cause, didn't like his situation, and shut it down. He ends up being found not guilty. Uh, let's see here. Conservative students harassed on TikTok. GoFundMe remains to fundraiser set up last September for two conservative students at Arizona State University who were harassed on TikTok. One of the students had a Police Life Matters sticker on his laptop. The other had a T-shirt that said, did not vote for Biden. And they... They get shut down. I mean, these things are utterly outrageous. There was an anti-vaccine mandate lawsuit. Texas nurse who had been fired by her hospital for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine set up a fundraiser. She gets shut down for legal fees, etc. Lawsuit. Anti-mask campaign in June 2020, GoFundMe removed and refunded a campaign by conservative activists opposing mask mandate. Alaska Public Media reported. Burnett. Bernadette Wilson raised about 5000 for a campaign featuring videos, videos and other content showing local doctors who question the science behind mass mandates, and that fundraiser gets shut down. So, I mean, it's, it's really an extraordinary thing. It, it, is, it is GoFundMe making ideological choices and saying, we're posting this, you're giving to this, and now we're saying, no, sorry, we don't like the cause. Who, it's one thing if you're raising money to, to build bombs to kill people. It's one thing if, if you are saying, okay, we want to start a new Hitler youth group to kill Jews in America. Of, of course, never should see the light of day. But the diversity of opinion and viewpoint here and no one breaking any laws involved and, and, and money being raised accordingly. Wow. Here. Senator Ted Cruz calls for investigation into GoFundMe for ending fundraiser for Canadian truckers. And, and, and then even before they hit the 10 million, GoFundMe freezes 4.7 million in funds for protest of Canada's vaccine mandate. 
And then an article I'm going to quote for a minute, and we, we've got a little satire to play for you as well. GoFundMe becomes Go Fraud Me. I, this one just went further. $10 million that was raised for the Freedom Convoy. Now, ultimately, ultimately what GoFundMe has said, the final outcome after the outrage and the pressure, where they were going to redistribute it to charities chosen by Freedom Convoy. <clears throat> and we'll give you some analogies for that. Well, how about right now? You, 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 go, you go to your favorite restaurant, you order your favorite meal, and then they bring out something else. We were out of this, so we brought you this. You, you don't get to do that. You order tickets for a New York Knicks game, basketball game, and money goes through, and then they said, actually, we don't really have tickets for that, so we got you tickets instead for Brooklyn Nets. You didn't ask for the Brooklyn Nets, you asked for the New York Knicks. What kind of outrage? Now they just said, hey, we're refunding all the money, giving it back. Wow. Your calls when we come back. You can't resist us. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, welcome to the Line of Fire from our brand new studio in Dallas, Texas at Christ for the Nations, where I'm teaching this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, for the students only in the day, but Tuesday night, God willing, once a month, open service, you'll be able to come to 866-348-7884. Should mask mandates remain in place, maybe in certain locations, hospitals, doctor's offices, maybe planes? What about in schools? Should they be removed everywhere right now? 866-34-TRUTH. In a few minutes, I, I want to play some clips from a satire about GoFundMe taking your money and putting it somewhere else other than you intend it. And it, again, it's, it's shocking, outrageous, and you wonder, what are they thinking? Is it just power, influence that, that warps people's thinking? Because I couldn't imagine... Anyone thinking they have the right to do it? It's one thing to shut down a page, refund all the money. I think that's terrible unless there's real, clear, universal justification for doing that. And there hasn't been in the cases that I've cited earlier. But beyond that, wow. Wow. Okay. I want to get to Sharon, Alina momentarily. But first, let's go straight to Canada. Christine, thanks for calling in. Where in Canada are you? I'm in Alberta. Can you hear me? Alberta. Okay, yes. Yeah, so word out of yeah. Alberta today uh, or yesterday, Alberta and Saskatchewan, that they're going to drop the vaccine passports because of the divisiveness yeah. involved. Uh, yeah, so tell me what you're thinking. Well, it's great that they're doing that in the prairie provinces. And we, uh, for the first time in a long time, I was a proud Canadian uh, last week. I had almost done the Colin Kaepernick thing, hanging my head when we did sing the anthem because I I thought we were lost. But it looks like we have a revival here. And the one thing I want to, I guess, the reason why I'm phoning here is it's come to mind that these things are going to crumble. But this was a test. This was a test of the church. This was a test of pro-life agencies. This was a test of academicians and of doctors. From what I've seen, the dividing line was whether you were going to ask questions and 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 take risks like you might lose your job, you might lose your YouTube 
platform, you might lose something by taking the risk. And that would be where you would stand against the vaccine and you have your researched reasons. Or you would go along for one reason or another. Um, You're going to accept what you were told without doing further research. Uh, You want to visit a dying parent. You want to keep your job. And so they were all these reasons. And I wonder what's going to happen when we have the mark of the beast. This is so close to the mark of the beast that everybody needs to start reflecting. And all the pastor leaders need to start asking, what is it going to be that I'm going to go out there and tell people the truth instead of saying, well, make up your own mind, but actually take a chance and tell them this is what it is. And you have to decide if God is with you on this, because these used fetal aborted, aborted fetal tissues. And there's a lot to it. And we didn't get the whole explanation, but it's a billion dollar industry. And we are morally compromised by taking that. And I'm so disappointed that the churches didn't say anything to any of their congregations about it. Yeah, Christine, you you raised a lot of important points. Uh, The first thing is, let's just say that the vaccine had no connection to aborted fetuses. And let's just say that it it was proven to be helpful. The, The issue is when you come with mandates, and the issue is when you say people are not allowed to ask questions or they're not allowed to come with their own research or they're told categorically you're fired unless you do this when there's so many related questions, when there's so many other questions. I had a guest on a few months ago, Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, who's a young earth creationist and, and who is a PhD in chemistry. And he is very, very strongly pro-vax over in Australia, very, very strongly pro-vax but absolutely opposed to mandates. And and so there's a much wider discussion here. And the key things that that you say that I think are the heart of it, regardless of one's views of, of, of vaccination, at the heart of it is this question, at what point do we draw the line in the sand? So yeah, the mark of the beast is a totally separate animal, but it's the same principle. If I stand up for what I think is right, I lose my life. If I go against the grain, I lose my head. And, and this really comes to the core of it. Now, I've just got one specific question. You mentioned, obviously, the Freedom Convoy people rising up, but you mentioned the church rising up and pro-lifers rising up. How does that connect to what's happened with the Freedom Convoy? Or are you just talking about parallel streams here? Oh, I'm not talking about the church rising up and pro-life groups rising up at all. In fact, the truckers put us to shame. And the one thing that I want to mention is that my husband and I started a group to challenge pro-life ministries and church leaders because there was nobody who had a voice saying this vaccine does use fetal tissue in this way. And this is the industry that it's involved with. And you can't make people well by killing babies. The principle is bad. And it has, it is not going good on a forward path. And from our position, it's just like, we're, we're just like, no, we, we truly are anti-vaxxers. And we would, we would love to ha- be able to make a strong point, which hasn't been able to be made. It's all about, well, you decide, and it's maybe a distant thing. Well, if you, if you do more research, you'll find out that it's 
actually very bad. It goes back to Molech, children's sacrifice, pharmacia, and sorcery. Got it. This, hey, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to jump in. So, again, I think the key point is in our own lives, whatever the point is, are we willing to do what's right, even if it's costly? Are we willing to follow Jesus, even if it brings reproach? Are we willing to hold to biblical principles, even if it means losing a job? Jesus said, if you save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life for my sake in the gospel, you find it. That's when you find freedom, because you're not living for what people say. You're not living for the praise of man. You're not living for the honor or the prestige or the wealth that comes your way. Look, it's easy for a pastor to sell out. Here, let me paint a picture for you. And then I want to come back to a couple of other things Christine said, and then we go right back to the phones about mass mandates. It's not as easy as it seems. Let's say you're pastoring a congregation. Let's say over a 20-year period, you build up a healthy congregation, and you are now funding missionaries around the world. You have a thriving program reaching out to the homeless in, in your city and feeding the poor. You have just brought on additional church staff because you've had growth with, with a lot of babies and children, so you need more help with, with children and with youth as they're growing up. So you've added some staff members, brought them in from some other cities, old spiritual sons and daughters of yours now coming in to work side by side. And now a very controversial issue hits the society, and your church needs guidance on it. And, and you realize, okay, if I address this head-on in a biblical way, I know I'm going to offend some people. So what? Okay. But if I offend some people and, and the budget drops over this, then some poor person is not going to get fed in my community or some missionary is not going to get supported. We're going to have to lay off someone that we just flew in that relocated to be here. You say, well, it doesn't matter. You have to honor God. Yes, I agree with you. You have to honor God. But people, they, they always find a reason. Well, look, if I get blasted on social media and called a bigot or a hater or a racist or a homophobe or a transphobe or whatever, I get blasted, I get hated. Now people aren't going to come to the church to hear the gospel. So how does that help? So there's always this reason. I, I do want to point out that, that the, the Greek word pharmakeia does mean sorcery, but it does not connect it the meaning of sorcery is not connected to pharmaceuticals today. That is a exclusively medical term going back to an earlier medical meaning of the root. Okay, so a pharmacist is not a sorcerer. And we know that these companies are actually making multiplied, multiplied billions of dollars for the vaccine. As for aborted fetuses, I've read different things. Uh, uh, in other words, no one is killing a baby today to make a vaccine. There may have been a, a baby that was miscarried or abort it that was frozen, whatever the reason, and then research done from that, and then the question is, is that ethical? Not a very fair question to raise. But the key thing, the key thing is this, and I am not anti-vax. I am not anti-vax in any way. The key thing is this. It's time to rise up and speak up for what's right. And yes, many times people in the world will do that and put Christian leaders to shame. Thankfully in Canada, Many have risen up, many, many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pastors across Canada. A few weeks back on a Sunday morning said, we're going to preach on biblical sexuality and, and we are going to defy 
some of the, the language of a new bill that's been put forth banning us from doing certain things, we're going to stand up. Yes, many more should. Yes, it's shameful, so few have, but more and more are rising up. And let us be known, not as the anti-vax people, not as the anti-CRT people, not as the anti-Biden people or whatever. Let us be known as the Jesus people. And then as the Jesus people, let us walk out what is righteous in our society. All right, let's go over to Sharon in Illinois. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. So hey. nice to finally talk to you. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, I live in Illinois, and uh, they took Governor Pritzker to court, and they found that uh, masking children in schools, anyway, I don't know about anything else yet, but in schools is unconstitutional, and they do not have to wear them now at all. And this is, this is throughout the entire state. And and are individual schools pushing back against this? Haven't heard any. Everybody's happy about it. What I've heard, because I don't get and, out much. But <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and how? When was this decision made? I'm just trying to track it. Uh, it happened uh, this last week. Or no, it happened this week. It happened Monday. Got it. Okay. That's when that's they told killing. them they didn't have to wear them anymore. Yeah. G- got it. Got um, it. Now, I wore a mask every time I went outside. Any time mm-hmm. I went outside, and I I had uh, COVID the same time you and Nancy did. All right, and I a had lot of a lot of people a, did around Christmas. Man, oh, a lot yeah. of people did. And I had it over for a month. Over a month. Tell you what, we um, we got a break here. Stay right there. We'll get more of your calls. And I, I want to play this satire for you. By the way, if me wearing a mask would save my neighbor's life, I'd wear a mask every day. That's not the issue. The question is what works, what's effective, what's necessary. We'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Well, I'm not sure... How I Missed the News in Chicago, just looking at Chicago Tribune from one day ago, Chicago area school districts are relaxing their COVID-19 policies, revealing they plan to stay the course in the wake of an Illinois judge's decision to temporarily prevent uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker's school mask mandate and other safety measures from being enforced statewide. Uh, obviously, the goal is to keep everyone safe and healthy. And even if it's restrictive on the kids, well, what about the teachers? You can understand some people with comorbidities, they're afraid to be exposed to these things. But obviously, for the kids' sake, there, there are many, many reasons to be concerned about forcing them to wear masks all day. Many, many reasons. So I, I am not a scientist. I am not a specialist in epidemic disease or anything like that. No, nowhere near it. I'm not, I'm not a layman. And I just nowhere near it. So you have to trust and pray that right decisions are being made. Certainly there have been overreactions, but let me say again, if I knew wearing a mask would save my neighbor's life, then I'd wear a mask, right? Wouldn't you do that if you knew that? And if you also knew it wasn't saving anybody's lives and it was unnecessary, then you take them off. Uh, Okay, let me go over to Joan in Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the line of fire. Thank you. Um, I have a couple comments. 
uh, about the use of the aborted fetal tissue for the vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had seen a one, I think it was one of the pro-life websites, that there are a couple of companies, that smaller companies, that, that make the vaccines that do not use fetal tissue in either the um, research stage or the development. I think that it was either on Focus on the Family or one of the other pro-life um, websites. There are a couple of, of companies. And the other statement that I was going to make is that I had my shot in April of last year, and I had Merdina, Merdina and at the time, I it never occurred to me that they had used fetal tissue. They they only used it in the development stage, not the, in the research stage, not the production. But if I had known at the time, I would not have taken it, even even yeah, though understood. Tissue, tissue from years ago. Uh, I mean, I would have stood on that principle had I known it. it at the yes, time. I would. I would say the vast majority of pro-lifers would would feel exactly the same way that you feel about that chain. Uh, Joan, excuse me. Hey, thank you uh, for calling in. But yes, I w- again, I would say the vast majority of pro-lifers feel the same way you, you do about that. Let's grab one more call, then I've got something very important to share with you. Before that, I'm going to play some clips I think you'll enjoy. Uh, let's go over to Alina in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Hi, how are you today? Doing just great, thank you. Go ahead. We lost you. Oh, what happened? Just can, ready to go? Can you go? hear me? I can hear you now. Can you go hear ahead. Me? Go ahead. Okay, awesome. I apologize. My phone does that sometimes. Um, so I'm a parent uh, to a kindergarten child. Um, this is our first year dealing with the mask mandates. Um, <clears throat> prior to the school year starting, I had already had an issue with it. The uh, whole thought of my son being in school for eight hours at a time, masked hmm. up. I mean, it just... Six, so six years old? Crazy. Six years old? Uh, he's five. He's five. five. Okay. Yep. So yeah, in there. Yep. So I actually pulled him out of a um, the CMS district um, for his public school. The school is five minutes up the road from our house. Mm-hmm. I went through a mom group on Facebook trying to locate a school that had a mask optional um, option that they were doing, and I was recommended a charter school, which is actually about a forty-minute drive from my house, and I was willing to. Do that just so I can have a little bit of freedom for my son to be able to breathe. So we start, we go to the um, open house of the school, and the very same day, I get an alert from the school that they decided to mandate the masks. Really? Because since it's a charter school, they follow what Mecklenburg County does. Mm -hmm. I have been battling this since August 23rd, and let me tell you, first let me reverse the car and some parking spot now. (laughs) <laughs> but um, my son has never, ever had any issues with migraines or headaches in his life. It was five years of life. Since the first day of school, he got into the car, and he told me that he had a headache. And I said, okay, honey, you know, you're probably overstimulated. There's a lot going on in school, this, that, and the other. That headache turned into a full-throttle migraine, meaning Yikes. within 30 minutes, he needed all the lights off. And he needs mm. hot air. He didn't know what he wanted. He started throwing up all over the car, fell asleep just within a few minutes after that. And he was asleep for the whole entire night, did not wake up until 530 the next morning. This has now happened 
21 times since August. This is almost every other week or a weekly occurrence. Uh, Alina, let Um, let me me just ask you, have, have, um, have you researched connection between masks with children and headaches? Yes, I have. And one of the adverse reactions to having to wear a mask and have your breathing constricted, especially for that amount of time, is dizziness, uh, confusion, and headaches is one of the main things that keeps popping up as well. Mm. He's also developed a cough that I hear frequently. And, um, right, because you're and breathing back mention, in. Yeah. Yep, all your carbon dioxide. And not to mention he's had COVID twice while wearing the mask. Mm. So um, with that being said, what irritates me the most and what makes this even more stressful is how difficult the medical system has made it for us to just be able to exempt the mask, um, you know, at all. So I went through his pediatrician from the start of the school year, and I asked him if there was any way that he would be willing to sign a medical exemption for my son. I... Actually, it was more of a personal exemption at that at that moment, and he had told me that the, um, that their medical office instructed them that under no circumstance were they to sign any exemption wow. because if the and child is, is, is this where signed, is this where things stand right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 only asking just because of 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 shortage of of time. Um, okay. This is why people are frustrated. This is why they feel there are irrational decisions being made. This is why they feel, this is a five-year-old boy. And if these things really are related to the mess, that's your kid. Think that's your kid. And here's a mother willing to go 40 minutes back and forth twice a day just to get the kid out of this situation. Boy, we, we really need to look at this. Well, it may be over in a few months. How about today? How about raising more serious questions today? How about looking really nationwide and doing deep research now? It can be done. The data's there. Schools without masks versus with masks. And what's happening? What about the teachers? Hey, Aline, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. May, may God give you grace. May he touch your son. And may you find a solution to this quickly. Hey, thank you. Thank you for, for calling in. Um, I had promised I wanted to share something with you about this larger outrage about GoFundMe taking people's money. I promised I would do it, so I want to do it. And Alina got the shout-out that we needed to hear. Boy, did she get the shout-out as only a mom can. Uh, This is a satire on YouTube. The gentleman is pretending to be GoFundMe. Clip number one. At GoFundMe, we're the world's number one most trusted fundraising platform, which is easily provable because we wrote it on our website. With us, you can easily set up a campaign or contribute to a cause that speaks to your heart so you can assist someone who's in desperate need of help. We make it easy. You just simply set up a campaign for your cause, make a donation, share it with all your friends to get them to contribute, and then once all the donations are in, we'll decide if we want to give the money to your cause or not. Your money, our choice. Exaggerate it? I think not in terms of what they attempted to do with the Freedom Convoy money. Clip number two. Here at GoFundMe, we've taken on a little heat recently, uh, very unfairly with regard to the Canadian truckers, because we decided to redirect $9 million from them to, well, 
Not them. After $9 million in donations came in to support the Canadian truckers who are taking a stand for freedom against the mandates, we realize that the truckers who are acting out of peace, kindness, and a love for freedom are really acting out of misogyny, violence, and a love of racism. And we felt we had to do something about it to save Canada. Once we decided that hundreds of thousands of people don't really wanna support the Canadian truckers, we announced that if you don't proactively reach out to get a refund, then we're just gonna redirect all your money to a verified charity of our choice. And you can rest assured, our top verified charities are ones like BLM, the DNC, and research that goes to solving the infertility problem that a small percentage of men suffer from that keeps them from getting pregnant. But we had to abort that plan. We, for some reason, got a ton of backlash from the public on this. People being selfish with the money that we've taken from them and trying to give it to someone else? Some people just don't want to give. Uh, okay, slightly exaggerated, but you get the point. Friends, have you pre-ordered the silencing of the lambs yet this book will help you stand this book will encourage you to do what's right at any cost or consequence this book will infuse you with courage and vision and practical strategies to stand up against unrighteousness to stand up against cancel culture to stand up against the attempt to silence you as a gospel witness trust me on this friend you will be infused with courage as you read. Go to askdrbrown.org, A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org, right on the homepage, pre-order your signed numbered copy and become an overcomer like never before in Jesus' name. This is how we rise up. Another program powered by the Truth Network.